0: to save the day the mighty house crew is on the job this is mighty house
1: all right we're back and today we're going to talk a little bit about hurricane ian and how you can build your house to withstand hurricanes like this and some of the things that rich has done since he's down there but first click on that subscribe button dingle on the bell and that way you'll get notified next time we post a new video so uh, let's go ahead and get started here with the map first. So if you can't tell, I, I know people think that we're in the same room all the time. And right. we're what, 1,200 miles away? 1,433. Exactly. So that's how far apart we are, even though it looks like we're in the same room. We're in the same shot. But anyway, you're TV like... TV magic. Woo! <laughs> so we're, you're like down in here somewhere, right?
0: Yes, I'm right there.
1: Right, right yes. in that area, right there. yes
0: so So where that red is they call that the cone uh uh-huh so we were not inside that cone but But that is not to say we were not affected at all (laughs) by this storm
1: (laughs) Uh uh-huh so uh okay let's start out with what did you do to prepare for this because you 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 rode the thing out you didn't leave
0: no i mean this is my second hurricane. Irma was my first Uh five years ago. Right. Um, And we stayed and withstood everything. And the tide surge was nothing like this storm, but um, the winds were significantly higher. We dealt with 140 mile an hour winds. But so when this storm was approaching, I was literally out of the country. (laughs) So the storm hit, Southwest Florida came ashore on Wednesday. I flew in from London on Tuesday night, landed in Miami, drove through the rain bands, got back to, to the island. And then we had, I just dropped my bags, changed into work clothes, jumped in my truck, and I helped some friends tie down boats and things like that. And we did all that in the rain. Wednesday morning, the storm was sorta of coming in. It didn't really hit shore till 10 or 11. So. All we could do because my house is less than a year old and built to a current code. Right. All I did is go out in the garage and made sure anything that could be damaged that was on the floor, get it off the floor, and then put my cars on jack stands. Okay. Just buy yourself another foot, foot and a half. Right. Beyond that, my house is designed to withstand winds up to 175 or 80 miles an hour. So I wasn't worried about wind. This storm, what made this storm really unusual was its width, its intensity. It intensified Monday into Tuesday, but its width, it was 500 miles wide.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can see by the map.
0: So you see how wide that thing is. When we were overseas, we were watching this, and Friday, it was going to the panhandle. Uh Uh-huh. All the way up there to the armpit. Up here. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Saturday, it was still going into... Uh, Tampa.
1: Right, which is like right in there, right in this right. area.
0: So everybody in Tampa bugged out. Uh huh. They went to Georgia, they went to the East Coast, they all took off. And mm-hmm. this is part of the problem with how you plan for a hurricane. Granted, we get a week's notice, right? It's not like a tornado where you got 15 seconds. Tornadoes are far scarier than hurricanes. Right. But the National Weather Service, and, you know, and I'm not knocking them, but they, they have to keep working on these models and figure this out because everybody from Tampa scattered. So now when they said, okay, it's turning right and it's gonna go further south, where are you gonna go? <laughs> you can't go north, everything's already booked. All the hotels are full from people from Tampa. You can't go to Lauderdale on the East Coast because as it turns right, it crosses the state, and it's a direct hit on Lauderdale. Right. So and that's what this one did It crossed the state and then it went north and it was a category one, almost a two when it hit North Carolina. Right. You know, a few days later. So preparedness is a lot to do with just getting yourself ready. Like, you know, if you've got furniture
1: outside, you bring it in, you know, a lot of common sense stuff. Right. But I think because you have just recently built your home and it's built to these current codes you felt comfortable and safe enough to stay in it. It's not like you had a 70 year old home that was right on the beach.
0: Correct, yeah, I'm not on the beach, that's a plus. Um, the house is brand new, so that does help and it's built to a different code. Um, but the other thing, I mean, it was actually ironic is Wednesday afternoon when it was too late to do anything or go anywhere, I mean, the streets were flooded. We had five feet of water in the streets, you couldn't see my mailbox, it was underwater. <laughs> Right. So, so you're you not driving them. anywhere. You're, you're there. Like, can't right. right. even tell you, if you have an emergency, you're on your own. Sure. Police and fire cannot come help you. You're on your own at that point. And that's a decision you have to make. You know, and it's, it's, it's a scary decision. But again, we knew wind-wise we were fine, but the water that came up was a little scary. So another thing, too, was this storm, they kept predicting this 12 to 16-foot storm surge on the east side and that day our high tide was between three thirty and 4 where we're at you know it varies up and down the coast and they were already calling for a plus three a lunar tide which gives you three feet higher than the normal high tide <laughs> and then we had the storm on top of that right so nobody really knew what that number was going to be and that's where the national weather service really did do a good job or the hurricane uh They did say, yeah, expect the 12. And one network down here did say, yes, we are including the plus three. (laughs) that's one of those things. When Irma hit, they said, you're going to have a nine-foot surge. But the water all disappeared. So we lost seven feet of water. So we're like, well, does the nine include the seven (laughs) coming back? Because then it's only a two-foot surge. And that's ultimately what happened. So with this storm, it literally... So Tampa Bay is, point up there again, about it. right in that area. Tampa Bay went dry.
1: Right, yeah, it, it sucked it all out. All the water got sucked out It sucked, sucked all Bay.
0: that water south because the storm rotating, it's a low, so I'm on it's screen, I gotta clockwise. go the opposite direction. Yeah, it's, yes,
1: it's going this way. It going literally sucked that way. water south,
0: but then <laughs> after it made the eye wall, it pushed it back north, and it pushed it back towards Naples, Florida, sanibel fort myers north fort myers fort myers beach pine island and all and they got hammered yeah yeah um the the and then it, because it was i think they said it was five miles an hour shy of a of a five
1: correct it was which, just
0: under like a in tornado five. talk that's like finger of god
1: <laughs> exactly
0: exactly you, know, you ever watch twister it's like yeah what's a what's a five it's finger of god you're just erased you know <laughs> but um no it was it's a it's just it's a very unusual circumstance you know to to see a storm do what it did so what we did to prepare was you know when hurricane season comes my propane tank i have a 500 gallon propane tank i ran my generator i have a dual fuel generator my generator runs on propane made sure it runs fine made sure all my wiring's good you make sure everything's off the floor make sure everything that's loose outside is brought inside you know just that kind of stuff Probably a lot of our people are snowbirds, right? So they're not sure. here for the summer. right? And you know, maybe they call their home watch company and they may do some of this, but again, why would you? It's going to Tampa, it's going to the Panhandle, sure. we're fine. Right. It's the turning, so the lack of notice with the turn is what hurt. We only had 12 hours notice on that last turn. Okay. If that, and that's what really got weird.
1: Right, so, well that's cool. So so, uh, so what? what kind of stuff do you have ready to go? Are you, are you stocking uh, so up on your toilet paper, up, what, so, what were you doing?
0: Yeah, not so much that, but we <laughs> stock up on bottled water. Okay. So a lot of little stupid tricks. So we stock up on bottled water, and if there's an imminent threat of a hurricane, we will put majority of the bottled water in the freezer. Okay. So that it all freezes. That way, when the power goes out, you take bottled water, you can put it in your refrigerator and keep some in your freezer, and now your refrigerator and freezer will stay cooler for two days longer. Okay you know um electrically obviously i have a generator but mine's not a whole house self-switching you know it's not a high-end generator that way it's a portable right um so it can't go outside till most of the storms passed okay so you were you know unless you want to be one of those knuckleheads that runs (laughs) it in your garage and kills your family that way right survived the hurricane died from generator right so um yeah, I mean, you just we have a lot of canned foods and stuff like that that we sort of, we don't really stock up on it. But, you know, if you see stuff on sale, because you know it's shelf life's a couple of years. Sure. Um, but then I suppose the after hurricane thing is kind of fun because, it, and a lot of us like it. That's when you get out and you start helping neighbors fix things, clean up their yards, this and that. And it, Oh, my fridge is down. We're going to have to have a cookout tonight. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So it's not all bad, you know what I mean? We sure. all go help each other, and everybody right. has. I mean, it's you drive around now, it's been a month, and you, like where I live, you can't even tell we had a hurricane.
1: That's amazing. So did they shut down the island where they weren't allowing people back on? Did they shut that bridge down, or were uh, you able to for come us. and go?
0: We were, we were hardly affected. I think the largest wind gust we had where I live is 85 miles an hour because we're far enough south. Okay. The water receded, so high tide was... Between three thirty and four, as soon as high tide hit, um, the water started going out. It receded faster than it came in, and I mean that's when it took all the debris out. Oh, so yeah. you know, if you're a boater, you got to be a little careful in the canals because. I mean, there's garbage cans, portage johns lawn furniture, cars, you know, you name it. It's <laughs> floating out there, mostly cable boxes, because apparently the cable company doesn't use the bolts in the bottom of their covers. Really? So they all floated off.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so, you know, just some silly stuff. It's just common sense stuff, right? But right. Anyway. So, so yeah, I mean, it's. How you get ready.
1: Right, all right, good. So then kind of look at some of the devastation. We got some pictures to kind of scroll through. And this is kind of what you were seeing down there, is isn't that?
0: Yeah, so South Naples, Port Royal, from Port Royal all the way up through Fort Myers, all of the coastal communities, mm-hmm. they got hit with the surge. It, this just pushed so much water over seawalls and through the neighborhoods that it was just, it's amazing. So even if you have a, like even a new house on a good lot, right? the first, so we're getting kind of ahead of ourselves. So like, cause some, well, it's like your next question.
1: Right, but, well, let's, let's go ahead and get into it then. Uh, somehow, some of these houses made it through and you, you can see pictures of it. I mean, there's, here's the water running down the streets, but some houses were fine and then others looked like this. Yes. And, and so, so what's the difference here? It's
0: really just your tech construction technique. So all of the newer homes that we built in the last 20 years or since 2006, Hurricane Andrew when it hit 23 years ago, it hit Homestead Florida and pretty much wipes Homestead off the map. Right Miami-Dade County decided to change their building code and they went from here to here. They really did.
1: They stepped up their game. And
0: then the coastal communities on the west coast of Florida adopted the Miami-Dade code. So you have an international residential code. Right. And then our adopted codes, so we have a state of Florida building code, Miami code, Miami-Dade version, and it's far superior when it comes to structural. So the houses that were built to those codes, they had water through the lower level. Mm -hmm. Like this. But it says in the code, And FEMA, and FEMA has a lot to do with this down here, FEMA says that you cannot have any living space lower than one foot above base flood. And FEMA revised their flood maps in 2016. So some areas, they could lower the first floor level. Some areas, they raised the first floor level.
1: And then those homes that were built in the 80s and 90s that were above that flood now are below it.
0: Some of them are, um, but if they were built to that level, they didn't have the water inundation. They may still have had damage because they weren't built the same way. They weren't concrete filled block. They may not have had ties on all their trusses. They didn't have the same nailing or screw pattern on all the roof sheathing. You know, so there's a lot of variations to all this, which you know, it's morbid, but yet very interesting when you drive around and you look at the failures. Yep. And, and I guarantee you, FEMA is doing their audits. They're figuring out what worked and what didn't. Right. Kudos to them for that.
1: And same with Miami-Dade. Right. So they're so, over, even though they didn't. Miami-Dade didn't get hit, they're over the, on the West Coast now doing inspections, seeing how things are built, what held up, what didn't. And that exactly. way they can adjust their code
0: exactly and so the houses that were built to the newer code the majority of them the houses are absolutely fine um the house i am building in south naples right now the first floor line is 12 feet above sea level okay Ace flood is 11. that house had three feet of water or four feet well one garage is lower than the other right but one garage had three feet in it the other had four feet of water in it wow which never made it up the stairs to the first floor of the house the house was still seven you could stand at your landing in your garage and look down at the water Mm -hmm. covering your ferrari your (laughs) lamborghini yes you, you know your porsche well unfortunately that's what happened yeah they can't raise the garage floor heights too much because the streets are too low okay the street in front of the house i'm building sits at two okay you know just think Sea level is zero. Street's two feet above sea level. Yep. And then my first floor is at twelve feet, but my garage has to be at around six or five because otherwise the driveway's so steep you can't pull the car up, right? Right.
1: Because the lot's I not big enough to make it make the driveway long enough. The length
0: big. of the driveway long enough. Exactly. So your 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 incline's too steep. But you know you the way you do it is you just build a garage with lifts in it right? Mm-hmm. And you put the taller ceilings in and you put lifts in and you got a Ferrari in the garage, put it up on the lift. It's fine. Your lift might be shot after the storm surge, but at least your Ferrari's <laughs> safe. Right, the car's good. You know, and I saw that. There's a house that I saw down in Naples that this guy probably lost $5 million in cars. Oh. I mean, there's a an old Ferrari. It's got to be like a 67 California GT, you know what I mean? Like a 250. It could be a thirty million dollar car sitting there with the hood open, doors open, trying to dry it out. Right. How do you keep the aluminum from being eaten by the salt now?
1: Right. Or or there are all the electronics and the wiring and you know, the all that yeah. is just it's just gone.
0: So So it's weird. The the houses that are built, the newer homes survive the storm just fine. Right. Even on Sandbell and so on. But unless you raise the streets the garages are still going to be an issue so again if you're a car guy you know you put it in a car you know there's plenty of parking garages and they sell garage condos i mean if you got 3 million dollars in cars i'm pretty sure you can afford the 100 grand <laughs> for the condo inland well, yeah. that's that's the so, other question Yeah, you know, just leave it in your garage is silly here, yeah. here in the midwest we deal with fresh water is there a different way to prepare for salt water than there is for fresh water uh, I, salt water, you don't really prepare for it. You just have to rinse the hell out of everything. So a great example is most of my yard was underwater, uh-huh. and it's all salt water. So we ran our sprinklers every single day.
1: Just to wash to the salt. To rinse the
0: grass and get the roots cleared. And we have probably one of the nicest lawns in the area now. <laughs> I got my water bill and it's just yeah. yes, significantly higher and I'm not supposed to water every single day so they could ticket me for that. Right. But for the cost of resodding my yard versus spending an extra $70 on my water bill it's worth it to me.
1: Right. And whatever the fine may or may not be.
0: Yeah, right. I'll pay the fine. It's still cheaper than re Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very complex and it, it's hurt so many people in so many different ways. So um, one of the things that we... That hurts the most are mobile homes or manufactured homes so a lot of these parks were put together in the 50s and 60s right you know and not everybody down here is a gazillionaire and maybe your grandparents bought a little you know plot of land there and they threw a mobile home on or a manufactured home and your family's been using it for 40 years right yeah now it got hit well and now the town the cities have to figure out do we allow them to come
1: back what, and did uh, don't they strap those down? Um, I thought they were, like, bolted into uh, pads and piers, and they, they just kind didn't, of they were not set there.
0: They kind of are, but your first floor is still not above base flood. Right. And, again, a storm surge, the power of water, you know, you're not stopping it. I mean, the picture you got up right now is a perfect example <laughs> yeah. of a home that did not wash away. Right. But its foundation got washed away, or part of it shifted. It's still structurally not sound.
1: Correct. So, and, and then you now, get the the poor Ford pickup underneath it. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> it's
0: crazy. No, I mean some of the stuff you can see. I mean, like you know, when you see tornadoes, when you see a two by four sticking through a tree. Yes. You get the velocity of a two by four to actually go through a tree like that. Right. So you'd never, you know, Mother Nature's a bitch, you know, so it just
1: is what it is. <laughs> okay, so we, we kind of touched on the next question a little bit, and that is, you know, uh, they're down there, they're inspecting right now, they're going to be making some changes. Have you seen anything right now that maybe is going to start to change in the building code to improve the building code so that can these newer homes that are going to be built again can withstand what just came through?
0: I think that in my personal opinion, the one code that needs to change and, and on less expensive homes, um, they still use aluminum soffit panels, okay, and aluminum soffit panels, and, you know, and vinyl siding and all that needs to be banned. Um, the problem with vinyls with soffit panels, whether they're vinyl or aluminum is that they cannot be attached <laughs> permanently for winds like that. And they add to uplift. Okay. When they start coming off, you're now giving a place for air to circulate and create uplift. Stress on the trusses, stress on the plywood, or on the shingles. Not to mention they become when they start flying, that's usually what goes through everybody's screen rooms and, and so on.
1: Right. So And that, that's that's hitting the houses that are withstanding it, and it's the you know, it's the it's the debris in the air that actually does the damage. And it's not exactly. the, not the winds and the rain and the water.
0: Right. I mean, so like our house, literally, we so as far as do I see them changing codes? No, I don't see the codes improving. But I can't speak to Fort Myers Beach. I can't speak to Sanibel. I do not know for sure. If they follow Miami Dade code. Okay. Napos and Marco Island do. If Sanibel and Fort Myers do not they should
1: or they're going to now
0: or they're going to because we came through Irma pretty much unscathed, and this one, even with the water, we were elevated enough where we avoided that. So, and the elevation comes from FEMA. They set your first floor line, basically, Um, but then the construction techniques are all coming from that Miami-Dade code.
1: Right, and again, you can flip through and see pictures where a house, and yours is an example of that, is absolutely fine. It's not damaged, it doesn't look like this at all, so.
0: No, quite honestly, Wednesday afternoon during the storm, my wife and I were sitting on the couch and we couldn't even hear the storm. You could (laughs) see the trees bending sideways and we couldn't hear it. The house is well insulated, done like I said differently, Uh, impact glass and impact windows. You know, if something strikes it hard enough, the glass can break. The idea is is that it will stop it from coming in Because if a window breaks, it pressurizes the unit. And then again, you have uplift, you pressurize, the building blows apart. So it's important to keep your building envelope, think of it as a balloon. Right. Right? When we did all that green stuff, right? You yeah. A thermal envelope and a pressure envelope. Yeah. Well, hurricanes, tornadoes mess with your pressure envelope. Any opening in that pressure envelope, just like a balloon, what does it do? It pops. Right. And that's what your house does. It's so silly. Simple. <laughs> but yet, trying to explain it to people and understand why you're spending the money to do this.
1: Yeah. Some people just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, you know what? We've been talking now for what, three, four hours, Rich? Something like that?
0: <laughs> yeah. <same> anyway,
1: <laughs> we ran way too long on this topic. So we're going to split this in uh, at least two. So if you like this, stay tuned for next week and uh, we'll post the part two of uh, how to survive these hurricanes. And make sure you dingle on the bell down there and subscribe. That way you get notified for the next one. And uh, until next week.
0: Keep it square and and
1: level. level. Keep it, something like that. Yeah, keep it square and level. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) Until next time.